I did. So I packed it up and brought it back to the crib. Just a little something show you how we live. I was just told, I was just told right here by Mitch Larson um, in the new studio that the fans, and you know who you are, because you're going to be listening, <laughs> the fans have been begging for the show. The fans have been begging for the show, and so we had to get together on a Wednesday night here um, and record the first of 20, well, not the first of 2019, but the first of the 2019 season F&B podcast. It's me, Blake Wolf. We've got you know, our other hosts here. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourselves for the, all the new fans that we're going to be gathering here. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Mitch Larson. I'm back. Blake's got some dribble on his chin. What are you <laughs> just drooling? I'll what's tell you what it on? is. I'll tell you what it is. I'm just I think s- he was looking over here at my big uh, McDonald's <laughs> sandwich. <laughs> it was it was a mixture between Ryan always never fails to bring a nice dinner to the show. <laughs> it was it was a combination between that and I'm also licking my chops to rip down my guy. <laughs> Mitch Larson over here, who has uh, done nothing but dug himself a deep hole this offseason. Okay. <laughs> the fans already know that, though, don't they, Blake? They do. They do. It's, it's obvious. When you just look at him, you can tell he's the kind of guy in a deep hole. But, oh, uh, man. I am so ready to get into it. I've, I'm armed with, with data, with information, with dirt. I'm ready to come out firing. Mitch uh, brought a lap- laptop with him, laptop I computer. That's I what did. he's talking about right now. He's really looking to impress the fans. He's tonight. got all the yeah. stats. He's trying to try very hard. We're yep. excited for him. And I think we all should be ready to impress the fans because you know what? You know what I've heard. Word on the street is that our league is on the decline. That we're mm. that we're regressing, mm. right? Well, I know there's a couple up and coming leagues out there. Guys that think that they're going to replace us as the premier fantasy football league in this country and (laughs) and even across the world and the idea of that is absolutely ludicrous um i know that uh cam donovan from football wars will hopefully bring a clear (laughs) report on this matter very soon um but the fnb is still the greatest fantasy football league in the world uh that has not changed we are the first fantasy football league (laughs) to release an entire <laughs> podcast video on YouTube <laughs> crowning its champion and um, reviewing the entire season's um, occurrences last season. Mm-hmm. That, that went viral on YouTube with yeah. 51 views, I think. <laughs> um, and so that was huge. But um, we're just excited to be back. Today right. we don't have a, a huge agenda. We need to touch on a few things. The draft is this Sunday August 18th, and um, everyone is very much looking forward to that. Ryan, give us some of your feelings and thoughts and emotions going into uh, this week and just ho- how this feels for you. Yeah, this week's a huge week. I Probably the biggest week of the year. Uh, mm-hmm. Kind of like building up to Christmas, like th- this is better. You know, I've, I've always said that, and I'm going to stand by that. This is my Christmas, if you will. And I'll say that to my mother. She knows uh, my family knows this is my Christmas. You guys are my family. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm nervous. I'm going to be honest. The draft gives me butterflies. It gives me the willies. Mm-hmm. I get really excited, but also just very nervous because you don't want to ruin your season. You don't want to have a draft that brings ridicule and shame upon you immediately. Uh, and you just want to hit your head on the pillow that night feeling good about what you did. Mitch, as someone who's experienced that many times, <laughs> just <laughs> the feeling, the feeling yeah. of ridicule and shame and um, just you know, all those things that he described. You've, yeah. you've experienced that in years past as sure. you've completely sure. failed nu- numerous times. Yeah. Um, h- how, how do you feel? Are, are the nerves um, present for you at this time? 
The nerves are incredibly present, uh, and I'll tell you why. Because the draft order is not yet determined, uh, and that gives me all sorts of uh, anxiety because it has to be finalized by Friday. Well, paint that in a little bit because there are a lot of positions that are not set in stone necessarily but have been, you know, selected, but we're not quite sure yet. So kind of paint that in. Yeah, so so for those of you who don't know, the way that our league – does the draft order uh, determines draft order? We used to just pull numbers out of a out of a hat, and uh, Cam Donovan, I believe, had the idea to, and it was a hotly debated thing. It let's just say it was a group decision. About was, <laughs> yeah, he's not right. gonna like that, but let's just say it. You know, for, it was a group decision. Ultimately, the group decided. Uh, <laughs> but what we what we decided to do was uh, we we have a keeper league, so. Um, it was decided that the order of the draft should be determined by who has the lowest ranked player on the preseason uh, fantasy charts. So, you know, if you have Saquon Barkley, for instance, who is the top-rated player, you have the last pick in the draft. And I, we can get into more details as to who has what players uh, a little bit later. But that's – anyway, that's how the order goes. Our commissioner, our great commissioner, uh, Drake, who – we all bow down and worship primarily because he's OD, OG6 and secondarily because he's a god in human form. I do not do that. Um, he's the first amongst equals. <laughs> yes. Listen, I do not do those two things to him. But you do. We, no, I don't. You kiss his feet and you worship the ground he walks on, Blake. We all know that. It's no, a fact. I don't. So he said that our, p- kip, p- uh, excuse me, our keeper picks need to be in by Friday, officially. August 15th. That's right, yes. Two days from right now. Two days from right now. Currently, there are some holdouts in the NFL that are keeping people from being able to make their decisions. August um, 16th, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is August 16th. Friday, August 16th. So anyway, the order uh, is yet to be determined, and it's a very uh, stressful, high-tension time amongst the league, and it's causing a lot of, uh, a lot of fights. Especially already. for you, Mitch. Let me just yeah. – let me – just kind of fill in what No, the, what I don't cl- want you to fill no, it in. No, listen, listen, listen. I feel like you're going to no, twist no, no, this. No, no, I'm not twisting anything. <laughs> All right, H- go here's ahead. where we're at right now. So, like you said, you pick your keeper based on your keeper, it will establish your draft uh, position in the draft. Um, so, right now, the draft order, which is an, a tentative order, is with the first pick would be Mitch. That's right. Because he'll be keeping Leonard Fournette, who was often hurt last season. Leo hurt. Leo hurt, and who <laughs> often had personal issues and has become a liability Missed to his, his team. Pictures. Missed his p- team pictures, so on and so forth. Leo has been a disaster so far in the NFL, but he's had a couple good games, and he's a strong running back. He's a really strong running back, but he can't quite get over his personal matters. Um, so, he, so Mitch would be picking number one, That's which right. gives him an opportunity to draft an extremely good player. I'm not going to make mention any names right now, out of respect for you. Thank you, thank I you. Appreciate that. Um, and then, and then after him for the second pick in the draft is actually none other than Ryan. Yep. So you two are battling for those top couple of players that are going to come out yep. of this year's draft. And then it goes on to Ruben, a newcomer to the league. He's going to be at the third pick. The fourth is Scheib. Logan Teagarden's fifth. Six is Logan Dreesen. Seven would be me um, if I take Julio Jones. And then it would be Dalton at eight, Drake at nine, James at 10, Cam at 11, and Connor at 12. And then the order snakes back. So then it would be backwards, Connor, Cam, James, Drake, Dalton, so on and so forth. So the order plays a big factor in how your season can play out. It's a two- or three-player game, fantasy football is for the most part, um, for the big picture. If you have two or three guys on your team that are consistently 
um, strong performers, then you're, you're, you're looking like you're going to have a great season. And so being in one of those positions like Mitch or Ryan could potentially be in in the next couple of days obviously would give you um, a, a, not an, a huge advantage, but some, some sort of advantage. So these guys are nervous about the draft. Mm-hmm. Um, so what would you say to guys that are in the middle of the pack or maybe even the end, and how do you feel about the way they should be feeling about the draft? This is what I would say. I would say you make some good points. You make like that we have a good chance to get some of the better players out there. But I just threw away our draft board from last season. Right. We, we love to draft on a giant sticker board and keep it as long as we can. And unfortunately, we had to go burn it the other day hmm. to make room for our new draft board coming in. That is never the case, I would say. Rarely, sorry. I, it is rarely the case in any of our drafts that the people who we look at the board and say, dang it, they got so lucky with their position and the people they got, they don't pan out winning often. And so I would say you've got to just do the best you can with the value that comes to you. And you've got to have strong convictions and take some some really ballsy chances out there. And I think you know the fantasy gods will reward you where they see fit. I think that's true. If anyone knows that it's Ryan, he has been um, the beneficiary of a lot of good decisions over the, over the past. I thought you were going to say something else. So thank you. That, no, that no, felt I, good. I think, felt that, good I think you deserve that. I think you deserve that. You've made good decisions and you've made good trades. Thank you. Um, that have benefited you uh, highly. Um, and so, <laughs> which I, right, which, that's, which that's okay. Which is good. No, see, and that's the thing is everybody wants to look at Ryan. I'm, I'm this year. I'm taking a. Totally they all want to look at me. Cause, cause that's they, just it. People yeah, love to look at me. They want to look at him first of all. First and foremost, just look at him. And then not only that, but. People in our league, and last year, it was all talk. It was all talk because everyone at the beginning, beginning of the year goes, okay, Ryan, this year, no one make any deals with Ryan. Nobody have any dealings <laughs> with him whatsoever. And and, and and there was almost a mutiny forming up against you, Ryan. And and then that quickly disappeared because you have uh, you do have a certain charisma about you. And like I said today when we were talking in the car, <laughs> the reality is, is that with Ryan – if you're talking to Ryan, let me, let me just give this piece of advice to everyone in the league. Most people know this. They don't need me to say it. This is more f- to paint the picture for the outside listeners. Sure. If you're talking to Ryan about a fantasy deal and he's giving you the green light and he's he's buttering you up and treating you like a king <laughs> <laughs> based on the decision you're making, then you're probably making the wrong decision <laughs> because he loves to see blood in the water and he loves... He That's loves. absolutely true, Blake. And honestly, <laughs> it, it, it's it's a weird it's a weird thing because like there are so many times where Ryan is telling me things about about fantasy and he's giving me feedback and it feels good. It feels really good. It feels so good. <laughs> but you just have to remember in the back of your mind, you know, another person in history who had an incredible charisma, who was really well liked, who was really able to manipulate people. One Theodore something Amelia Earhart. Bundy. Who you actually share? Oh, you, you share a birthday with him too. Your wife shares a birthday with him as well. Then, yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> but you share a birthday with Ted Bundy. You're the Ted Bundy of this league, pal. I'm the Ted Bundy of this that's league. That's right. What does that make you, Mitch? <laughs> one of one of his unfortunate victims. Oh man. Yeah. The show got dark this year. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, I'm not. I don't think there should be a mutiny. Ryan was pretty clean last year. I think the last bad the last bad trade that he made, what that could be considered an attack dirtbag was on you, you idiot. You what? were the one who gave away 
like Lamar Miller and T.Y. Hilton. You're really going team. all the way back oh, to come on. See, back guys, to when he went, didn't see? win a single game. Hang on, hang on, hang on. This We're is talking a, about August of we, like yeah. 2017. 17. Also, yes, we are. Blake. And not only that, but listen, listen, everybody out there. And football wars will pick. <laughs> football wars will pick right up on this, which I'm very thankful for. Football wars because they're on my side. This thing Nobody's is, more pro cam than you. No are. one's more pro cam than me. And here's the thing. Mitch loves to bring up these old <laughs> stories, the old past that no one cares about, and tries to tries to shove them in my face as if I should still be ashamed of them, and I'm not, because I had a decent year that year. Actually, I did. I had a terrible year that year. That you didn't win a, did a single game. But in the playoffs, oh, I did my. pretty well. <laughs> and not only that, but you know, Mitch, you li- you like to live in the past. I'd love. <laughs> for us to move forward today and to talk about issues that are um, relevant and important to our audience. I, and I know one way we can do that is let's just move on from arguing amongst the three of us and calling each other Ted Bundy. And let's uh, let's inform our listeners and our fans how the rest of our league has been doing. So this is where we're at. Um, what I want to do, what I want to do is I want to create a power rankings for this year's team, even though no one has any players. Based on the history that we have with everybody, or maybe the intuition we have with some of the new guys, let's create a power rankings. I'm gonna we're gonna start with Mitch, and then we're gonna go gonna go to Ryan, and then we're gonna go to me. Let's let's give our power rankings of where we think guys land in the 12 man league that we have. Yeah, and That's I would say idea, start from 12 and go down. So number 12, number 11, number 10. Yep, we'll start with you. So all right, starting with starting with number twelve, who's going to be the worst in, in my mind? Who's going to be the lo- the worst player in the league? Okay, let me think about that. I'm going to have to put now just based on recent history, and I think that he won't at all repeat what he did last year. But I don't think that I think he'll improve, but it won't be exponential improvement. I'm going to have to say Dalton probably is going to have to be at the bottom of the list. Unfortunately, he's a fellow OG six. I love him. I was in his wedding. Okay. Stood up there as he was united in marriage, but still. Special day. I don't see. We were all standing up there we, we with him. There. But nice. I especially was definitely standing up there more than anybody. <laughs> and um, <laughs> I was standing right next to you. <laughs> That's true. And Ryan did talk more than I did, I guess. Well, when you do the wedding. Yeah. Right. But I, I, did the, I did the part where I stepped out and I said, ladies and gentlemen, for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody asked me to do that, but extra, I just volunteered. Extra. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. Anyway, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Dalton last. I'm gonna have to say next will be based on uh, history. Blake. Wait. Oh. Oh, you're doing all twelve. <laughs> yeah, We're not doing this as a joint effort. No, he's doing all twelve. Okay, all 12, great. All 12. Go for it, Mitch. Yeah, let's just pick up the pace. I'm gonna say. Dal- yeah, sorry. I know. I took a while on that one, but I wanted to butter Dalton up because I felt bad putting him. <laughs> he's last. not gonna listen. <laughs> oh, okay. Dalton last. Blake. Second to last, okay? Next, Ryan Rubin. You guys claim that he has these f- fantasy football chops. I don't believe it. I believe it when I see it. I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think he even belongs in the league, honestly. He sounds more – I'm glad he's sin six. Really, he sounds like he should be relegated to a lower-level league, like one that like Mikey Stewart is in or something. I don't know. Uh, one of those dumps. Um, next would be Tyler Scheib. Tyler Scheib has never done anything significant uh, fantasy football-related in his life. He's going to be trash this year. Oh, my gosh. Logan Teagarden. That one's not going to land well. Logan Teagarden. That one's not going to land well. 
Logan T. Garden is uh, going to make a lot of uh, excuses and stuff. He's going to have an average season, and he's going to tell us all the time about how much of a victim his team is. Uh. <laughs> um, next, um, I'm going to have to put uh, Cam Donovan. He's going to continue to regress from his reign a couple years ago. He's not any good. Uh, next, Connor. He's going to regress big time. He'll be average. He'll be middle of the pack. Next, James, he's going to be better than average. He's going to do better than he usually does. Love him. He's going to do great. Then it's got to be Logan Dreesen is going to be up there in this year. Then it's going to be uh, Ryan Hamby. And then uh, rounding it out, number one best team in the league is definitely going to be mine this year. I think I'm just due. It's just a matter of time. So, Like you were due last year. Like you threw away your 7-0 and start to uh – Sometimes you just eight, no. take your overdue oh, and eight, take no. a zero, <laughs> man. I think you might be past, past <laughs> your prime. <laughs> yeah, you just you literally you threw your you threw your prime into the trash. <laughs> Basically, is what happened. <laughs> this is this is what I think is about to happen, guys. Right. I think this this if you want to call it the way too early power rankings, power mm-hmm. rankings. Oh. Um, number twelve, it's going to be Logan T. Garden, and I don't say that wow. as a slide, but I think his Melvin Gordon situation hurts uh, him. It, it definitely hurts him. And I don't know, man. I I'm just wondering if fate is on his side with fantasy football. He, you, the, the word excuses came up with you, Mitch. I'm just gonna leave it at that. I, I think it takes an, an attitude to win more mm. than just a set of players. And I want to see him have that because he's a, a dear friend. But I'm gonna have to put him at 12. And to mm-hmm. be fair to Logan, I just want to color something in there. We always we, when we give your last guy, we have to say a lot about it because it's obviously a, because we're friends. Yeah, it's a poor position to be in. He was the opposite of Mitch last year. Mitch did not score very many points at all. He was in the bottom of league scoring. Logan was at the top of league scoring, but yes. happened to play opponents each week that uh, scored very well. Yep. And so his his record definitely suffered from that. And then did not perform in the uh, in the uh, loser's bracket playoffs. He did not perform there. I, I have to give him that. But yes, Ryan, I, I, I can see that. Yep. And so with all due respect, moving on to number 11, uh, it's going to be Dalton. And I, this this one's a mixed bag. You think he's going to improve, though? I think he's going to improve by just kind of like necessity. Like, <laughs> like you can't possibly like <laughs> repeat that. Yeah. He's, he's got to get better. He, he has a wife and a home. That's wonderful. Some uh, stability yeah. this season. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think things are looking on the up and up for him, and I think he's going to climb from 12 to 11 this year. Now, I think Tyler Shives, and I actually, you know I respect Shives as a football player, a great fantasy football player. <laughs> okay. Uh, you know, but – Here's the thing. He also is getting married very early in the season. Mm. And I want to say his relationship with his bride-to-be is much more important than fantasy. But I'm afraid that that's actually going to take a toll on his team this year. Yeah. Uh, and so I think because he's such a good boyfriend, fiance, and soon-to-be husband, that his fantasy team will not do well for others like me who have more time on their hands. Uh, that is my third. And then I'm going to go next with uh, – James Shelley. Um, really? James is the perpetual 70-a-week guy, <laughs> and I could see him just not being super uh, successful this year with that. I think after that, it's going to be Blake, and there's this is no disrespect again to you, Blake. I just want to – I would love to see you in the playoffs, but I want to see it first, Yeah, if that makes sense. Uh, so af- do I. After, yeah, absolutely. After that, <laughs> we got Connor, and th- this is a bummer because I respect Connor a lot. Uh, but I, I respect how he prepares and all that, and I don't know if anybody actually cares as much as Connor. But last year's champion, mind you. Last year's champion. Uh, 
with a baby, I mean, he just did everything right. He, he had a great yep. offseason as, as a man and as a football player owner. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's going to be some regression this year because mainly he's going to go Chiefs heavy and the Chiefs might not see the success that they had last year. After that, Mitch Larson uh, is going to barely miss the playoffs again. And it's going to be unfortunate because, like I said, a good friend. But the fans are going to love it, and I'm going to probably take the sides of the fans. After that, Drake. Drake uh, is going to start off, this is my prediction, incredibly strong, incredibly optimistic. The commissioner, he'll have a good draft. But here's the thing. Drake has moved up north to start a new salt company and, again, has much, much more important things going on in life than fantasy, and that might hurt him. He's going to finish higher than me. Oh, yeah, because he's going to like do a great job, but I just don't know if he has the sustainability and the endurance this year. Uh, who do I have left? I think I have three left or two left. Oh, Cam Donovan will get third. Oh, Cam Donovan. Oh, uh, don't give him that. No, I, I, I respect him as strong. a football man. He's, he's a strong. strong guy. The football wars, the Dino Camatrons will be on the heels of the championship, but will just miss out to the championship between myself and Logan Dreesen. And unlike you, Mitch, I'm going to take the humble high road here and say Logan Dreesen will beat me in the championship. And uh, You're weak. I'm weak. not weak. That's what's wrong with you. You know. Oh, that? you don't like Logan Dreesen? I love Logan Dreesen, but doesn't you're weak. sound like it. Saying that you're not going to end up first. What's even the point of playing? Do you know? Man? Do you know why? why you do you know why up? I'm not going to get hang first? Up your fantasy cleats this right is why now. I'm not going to get first. Is because all my players are going to be so successful all year that they're going to sit on the fantasy playoffs. You don't like Logan Dreesen. <laughs> He's wow, an OG six. You've got to like bad. Logan Dreesen. I'm he is no cool. Such thing. I put He's him high kind. in mine. He is. He's a wonderful man. He is. He's also awesome. a new father. Congratulations to our new league member Logan Dreesen. Congrats. Yeah. Well, I think those are good rankings, Ryan. I think you <clears throat> are obviously viewing things fairly clearly. It's good to have that contrast of an opinion after a <laughs> train wreck that came Thank before you. you. But um, I, I, here, here are mine. Here are mine, and and this goes without a doubt. Number 12, number 12, last place is Dalton Storm. Too much last year did I walk up to Dalton and ask him anything about football or anything about <laughs> fantasy football. And the response I got was, hey, sorry, buddy. I just don't have time to deal with I don't have time to think about football. He really didn't have Anything that he, I mean, he had something to think about last year, but not even close to the amount of things he has to think about this year. And I'm happy for him because he's got great things going on in his life outside of fantasy football. But I think it's a complete loss to think that he is going to have any time or any capacity to all to think about this this year. And so I think he That's is fair. for sure going to. Um, My eleven a, might be too optimistic for him. Is that yeah, what you're saying? I think eleven. I too hope high. he proves <laughs> us all wrong, but I hope he does too. But it's it's even if he ha- even if he drafts a good team, I don't know that he will know how to. I, I just don't think he's gonna like if a player's on bye week. Whoa, or, whoa, what do I do with all these players? Whoa. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's like juggling on roller skates. He's like, somehow, whoa, somehow he just won't. It won't work out, but I, I love him. He's got great things going on in his life. You cannot argue with that. But he's got to—he's got to be number twelve. He's got to be number twelve. Um, <clears throat> my number eleven this year is actually um, Drake. Wow! Wow! Drake. Uh, I love him, and I've—I've I've always been the only person on this show to ever take a shot at the commissioner. Um, yeah, that's, you got some balls, uh, man. And <laughs> I have. <laughs> I have, yeah, I have. Uh, I, I Drake has I I've very low energy. 
he tries very hard, but his team is always very low energy. His team, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like his literal like players, players have like low testosterone yeah. or his something. His players always have low energy. And last year, he 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 got some of those Saints guys, and they carried him for a while. But that team was up and down last year offensively, and he felt. Well, sh- I mean, the Saints were pretty up. They were pretty up, but they had some down games, especially later in the year. And, and we actually had a conversation a conversation on this show where one of our hosts, I think it was Mitch, said that he thought that Drake was actually going to skyrocket towards the end of the season. And the, the Saints last year, their offense plateaued at the end of the, at the, end of the season. It was me who said that. Okay. I love that he yep. dug himself out of the hole and he went with the Saints because, you know, speaking like an OG6 here for him. Because he just didn't want to finish last, and so I actually applaud what Drake did last year, even if it had a low ceiling in the end. It was a good move at the time, and I didn't disagree with you when you made the statement. But it turned out to be that the Saints leveled off. I don't think I'm not that he's going to have anything to do with the Saints this year. Um, I I just think that Drake is going to struggle this year. Some of what Ryan mentioned about him, I think, will play a factor, but I just don't see it working out for him this year. I think he had a a good opportunity last year, and it kind of squandered. That had to do with his roster. It wasn't necessarily his fault, but I put him at number 11. Number 10, I put put James down there. James has consistently been scoring in the 75s. He's keeping Christian. <laughs> in the 75. He's, <laughs> he's keeping Christian McCaffrey. Between 75 he, and 76. Listen, he's keeping, listen, he's keeping Christian McCaffrey. I could totally eat this. I mean, I, lis- I listened back to some of our podcasts last year, and some of the stuff that I said about players was way off. I, and we oh, all you know. Don't, you don't yeah, say. Yeah. 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 And some like of the what? Stuff, what do you bring some up this? I, I woke up one day and all of a sudden Christian McCaffrey's all over ESPN and they're acting like he's the greatest running back in the NFL. I think I think there's eight or nine guys that are have much more talent than he does. I think he's benefited in the last couple of years from a good system and a good offensive core and he's had good years. I don't love Christian McCaffrey. I don't think he's that good of a running back and I don't and I think since he's getting pushed so far down into the draft order because of his pick of Christian McCaffrey, which he should take because that's the best guy on his team, yeah. other than Mahomes. I think, honestly, if I was him, I would have maybe kept Mahomes. I think that pushes him back even so further. So you're saying if you, like, you think you would draft eight players before Christian McCaffrey? Yes. Wow. From, from the very beginning of the list I, of the NFL. I yes. N- Absolutely. I, I don't not. like Christian. Absolutely I just not. don't like Christian McCaffrey. Not to mention, we have bumped yeah. up to a half PPR league for right. our fans who are and that, wondering and that about makes that. Sense. And that makes sense. And I think, I, and that is something that could, like I said, James is not sitting at 10, and I'm not saying he will for sure be down there. Christian McCaffrey could go off and have a good year. I'm saying my prediction this year and my thought on Christian McCaffrey at this point is I just don't love him. I, uh, honestly, here's the thing is that I, I, I get what Blake is saying because Christian McCaffrey, for me, it's also kind of like a. Oh yeah, I mean he's he's okay. And then I look on the rankings and he's like the third yeah, best overall. player overall and I'm like, "Whoa, okay. I guess he you he, know, fantasy he, wise." He, he had a great a year last year. There's he did. there's right. no Listen, the NFC South, you know, Panthers, Saints, Falcons. Uh, I don't want to say too. <laughs> I don't want to make about that. But all those teams have have <clears throat> are obviously going to be high-scoring teams and he plays right into that and I I do think that there's obviously a lot of potential there. I'm making mine really long right now. I should I need to speed up. Yeah. But but James yeah, I, I just don't like McCaffrey. Too. It could, I could be proven Sorry. wrong on that. Um Sorry. after James, I'm going to have to go with T Garden, Logan T Garden uh, at the 9 spot. Yes, the Melvin Gordon situation is a headache for him. I don't I think he did decently last year, but I think there were some players in that team that he had that I think he was fortunate with. I don't know I didn't, from his philosophy last year, I don't see that turning over. 
into being a successful year this year. Um, after that, I'm going to have to go with Logan Dreesen, a newcomer. I think he'll do good. Like I'm not, I don't think he'll be at the bottom of the league, but I don't think he's going to make the playoffs. I think he'll land somewhere in there. Um, after that, I'm going to go with, um, excuse me, I think I'm going to have to pick Larson. Lawson. I'm surprised you put him this high. I'm yeah. I am too. <clears throat> Larson is not a un, not, Larson's not a bottom of the barrel guy. He's just not. There's wow. no way you can. Wow. There's no way you can put him at the bottom of the barrel. Wow. He works Why hard. Not? He's got passion. Why He's not? not afraid to make moves. Last year he made moves, and some were good and some were bad. One of them was bad at the end of the year, and <clears throat> and I think that he makes enough moves and he's in touch with his team enough that there's no way he's going to take last place unless it's a unless it's an act of god and all of a sudden you know if you guys could see the eyes they're making at each other right now there's romance in the air it's tangible so i'd have to put i'd have to put larson words, thank you larson in the uh, 7 spot uh and it's right. it's not it's not great but it's i but that that gives you room to definitely be a playoff contender i think but i just don't i just don't think that um, you're a bottom of the barrel guy. Um, after that, I'm gonna have to go with Ruben. Ruben is a Browns guy. I see him getting Baker Mayfield. He's keeping OBJ, right? Yes. I see that being a big play for him. He's a fringe playoff guy. I think he could have a big year. I do trust him in terms of his football knowledge. He watches the game. He was over at the 808 a lot last year watching the games with us. He knows it well. You know, when you sit with someone, and I'm not a, f- I I know some football, but I'm not, you know. By any means, I'm not a really that knowledgeable. He can talk a little Clearly. bit. There's other guys. <laughs> there's other guys that I've sat with and we've talked football, and you just don't. They, I don't know if they think we're watching baseball or some other sport. It just doesn't make sense. Ruben, I think he's gonna have a decent first year. For, for fans who don't know Ruben as well as they know us, would you describe Ruben as a whole as a fringe playoff guy? Is that the best way to describe him? Uh, just in general, first year. <laughs> First year, yes, because I think I think there's a there's a certain amount of pressure that that leads into being in the almost slate. insurmountable pressure that our shoulders have to carry every single week yeah. of right. the fall. I just see him. I see him going the extra mile and working really hard to try to put on a good first season, and I think he'll do well. And I think his commitment potentially to the Browns. I'm not giving away any of his picks because I don't know. I haven't talked to him about it. But I could see him trying to work out a Baker OBJ pairing and that be working out for him. I really like Baker Mayfield a lot, and if he ends up with that, I think that could be really beneficial. Um, after him, I would have to go with myself. So right at that five spot, uh, partly because it's where I, you ended the year, right? Yeah, it is where I ended the year. Um, I think that gives me room to grow into a playoff position. <laughs> 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 a playoff spot this year. This is taking so long. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But uh, this is all speculation. We don't even have teams yet. <laughs> I mean, like how ridiculous I is this? I just realized what we're doing. <laughs> but this you is like the oh, best from 12 to one. You see, you see. This, the funny thing about this is, is that this is where I thrive when I'm not talking about the actual players. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard you more comfortable. But I'm just talking about <laughs> whatever's up in uh, the air. That's exactly right. And uh, I put myself there, fringe playoff guy. I really see myself close. <laughs> I see myself close. Um, we'll have to see if, if Julio Jones has a big year. If I keep him, I think it could be great. I think you're going to keep him. <clears throat> now yeah. now we're getting into the the, uh, the top-notch guys, the guys that I think really are you're going to have to go after this year. Um, in the four spot, I'm going to have to go with uh, Ryan Hamby. Ah. 
And the reason is, is because he's keeping James Conner. We all know it. James Conner could have a great season. But James Conner is a solid guy. He's not going to cause any problems. Cancer survivor. Cancer survivor. Class act. Class act. But will will there be enough power there behind him? We don't know. I could see him being uprooted, uh, his spot being uprooted by possible Jalen Samuels at some point during the season. There's tiny question marks with him. I don't think that puts you in the, on the top, top right now uh, spot. So Have you said Shibe yet? No, I'm getting there. Unbelievable. So, uh, oh, I like it. Oh, wow. So, um, at my number three, I would have to go with Shibe. Wow. Shibe knows fantasy football as well no, as anybody. No, he doesn't. Shibe's keeping, keeping a Joe Mixon who – Great from the Bengals, who's going to be a hot running back this year. He's going to be hot. We have no idea. Shrib is also the third pick in the draft. He's going to get a quality guy there. He's going to have two really, really quality guys on his team. He was a he. He he could have done a lot better last year. He knows it, and uh, I think this year's a big year for Shrib. I think he's going to be in the playoffs. And then I got to go with Cam because Cam. Oh my gosh. If Zeke plays and if Zeke is a factor in Cam's team. The Dino Camatrons will be as the Dino Camatrons will be as strong as ever, and Cam has the chops. <laughs> Cam has the chops to lead this team back to the <laughs> championship round. I'm very proud of Cam. I'm very pro Cam. I think he's number two, and number one is none other than last year's champion. Wow. Uh, he deserves. He doesn't deserve to be in any other spot but the number one spot right now. The reigning champion, Connor Glenn, for one reason and one reason only, Saquon Barkley. I think that there is a major gap right now in the NFL between Saquon Barkley and any other offensive player when it comes to fantasy football. I think Saquon Barkley, with a Giants offense that has nothing to do other than hand and throw the ball off to Saquon Barkley, I think he's going to have a huge year barring injury. And it's going to set up Connor for a lot of success. And I think he'll be, I think he deserves to definitely be assumed to be back in that top spot this year. Wow. There you have it, folks. Only, I would only have one real critique on that. Yeah. Scheib should be four and I should be three in your ranking, and here's why. Joe Mixon is one of the best, most underrated up-and-coming running backs in the league, but Joe Mixon is a head case. Joe Mixon, I could see him getting suspended. It's all too common, isn't it? Like, what what a shame that we have to sit here and talk about people potentially not playing because of their egos. That's you know? true. Like, that could, you true. Imagine, could you imagine doing – not being able to do what you love because of money disputes or you getting in trouble. Like, what if we could not play fantasy football because our egos got in the way? That would be I fear that. If that was an issue, I think Blake would definitely be <laughs> no, out of the league. That would be a travesty. I fear and that Joe Mixon, <laughs> Joe Mixon, unlike James Conner, James Conner is always going to play, and he is going to be the favorite guy in the locker room. <clears throat> I'm just – guys, I'm sorry. I'm just scarred from my keeper last year, Le'Veon Bell, holding out – and riding jet skis and being a complete loser all year. Yeah, yeah, that's too bad. You I gotta mean, draft character. character. You, gotta, you gotta draft character. character, and that's why your James Conner pick is. I do commend it. Character <coughs> counts. Thank L- you. Listen, it, something that I kind of was hoping to maybe touch on, just because it is a preseason. There's a lot of fans flooding back to their podcast apps to to get back on the on the FB action. Just kind of wanted to give people a refresher on how far we've come with the league so far. This is year seven. Yeah, this is our seventh season. We don't have stats on the first season. Um, we'll never know who won. Yeah, there's no way of knowing. Um, I, I crunched some numbers today. Uh, just kidding, the numbers were already crunched. But uh, <laughs> fun fact, fun fact that I found out today. You want to know who the lowest win percentage 
player is? Who, who's the player with the lowest win percentage? Probably me. Yeah. 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 Blake Blake has a win percentage so far of thirty two point zero seven percent. Yeah. And and I'll tell you with why. an all time no, record of twelve and twenty six. And I'll tell you why. Twelve and twenty six all time record. Go ahead. The 2017 season <laughs> when I made the trade with Ryan, the Tariq Cohen trade. Yeah. Which to be honest with you. Oh what? Are you about to justify that? No, I'm not. But my, <laughs> but my uh, that that year for Tariq was not wasn't a bad year, but it was a tough year in terms of his production. I was right about Tariq Cohen. He is a star player. Talk about high character. High, obviously, 100% high character guy. <laughs> I should keep him. Is what I should do. Uh, but Tariq <laughs> is obviously a high class, high character, high character person. And not only that, but he's a great football player. I made the jump a little too early. I got rid of two guys that I did not like at all. Tell me Dead who weight. in the world, who in the world wants to look at their fantasy team and see Lamar Miller and T.Y. Hilton on their roster? I did, I guess. You did, and <laughs> I didn't. And Ryan did I, a lot higher. Dude, than you did. I, I'm sorry, but other, I'll, it's a little different now because this is pre Deshaun Watson. But I don't want anyone on the Texans on my team. And I don't want anyone on the Colts on my team. I hate those two teams. They're both in the same division. They're both low-energy teams. I didn't want anything to do with them. That's and a great new thing that you're tagging. Low energy. Low energy. <laughs> low testosterone. Yes. I didn't want those guys. I lost every game that year and then went on into the playoffs and beat you in the playoffs and the, in, in the— Man, uh, that the, sucks that that happened I don't you. think that actually happened. But can, what, I, can um, I defend you for a second, Blake? Can I say pot- a potential defense that might just be true? You're saying little T is worth that now. Like one hundred percent, one hundred percent. You love the guy. We all love the guy. He's listens to the cast every week. I got a free little T jersey for that decision. That's true. He did for he his did, birthday. He did. He did. But yep. he, here's one way to look at that, Blake. That might help you sleep a little better at night. You had too good a foresight. You didn't have a lack That's of true. intuition and foresight. I think you were actually too good of a visionary leader for your fantasy team. They just couldn't handle it. At Let's the time. just say this. If I was, and I should have been at the time, an actual NFL general manager. <laughs> <laughs> you should have been. <laughs> then that would have been a brilliant move. Because brilliant. Tariq is, I think at this He's point, my... At right <laughs> yeah, yeah, he looks beautiful out there. I love I loved this season he had last year. You guys know, I know Hamby knows. <laughs> when you turned on the NFL, you wanted to watch the Bears because Tariq and, and No Mercy were fun to watch. It's true. They're good. It's I love true. them. Um, that'll that'll be good for all of our Bears fans out there. We got a lot of them, and they love the Bears. And I, I the Bears are my number two team. But, uh, I th- thanks for bringing us back on that, Mitch. Um, yeah, we have two newcomers this year. Yeah, Ryan, yeah, Ryan Rubin and Logan Dreesen. Go through the decision process uh, of of bringing Logan into the league for OG. Yeah. Uh, Ryan, you start, and I'll fill in. Well, I think the obvious first question, just to get it on the table, is how could somebody be an original six when they are not original? Right. Like, the point of the original six was, you've been here all six-plus years, right? Mm-hmm. Well, Tom Biedenfeld put the wrench in that when he unfortunately resigned last year. Uh, Abruptly. Love you, love you, Tom. We, kn- we know you will continue to listen Low because we are bound by OG blood. Yeah. Um, but that, that put us in a spot, right? Logan Dreesen, ironically is potentially more original than any of us. Mm. Logan Dreesen lived at Bromega, our original drafting hub, the, the place where a lot of us lived and loved. Logan was there before all of us, man. Mm-hmm. And he really does fit not just who we think the OG is, but maybe even more importantly, who we want the OG6 culture to be shaped by and to look like. And so I know, Mitch, I know we've said this so many times, all the conversations with the rest of our division, 
we want to be more like Logan Dreesen. And so <laughs> we just say, Logan, on air officially to all the fans uh, listening, welcome to the original six. That's right. Logan, another another factor is he was he was a listener of the program last year, uh, listened to the podcast a lot, and was invested in what was going on in the league. So he was already kind of laying the groundwork, even before he knew there was an opening. You know, um, I was really lobbying for him back when the decision was to bring the the horrible train wreck of a decision was made to bring Scheib in, on <laughs> in the league, and. Um, and I, I was, like, pulling for Logan, and I'm really glad that we didn't actually at the time because then that would mean that he would probably be a sin six because Tom was still in. So um, <coughs> ultimately really happy with the timing of it and how it worked out. Blake, do you want to walk us through how you guys came to the train wreck of a decision to bring Ryan Rubin in <laughs> on the Sinister Six? <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, Shiv and I both got in by way of uh, living at Promega, something Mitch never did. <laughs> and so if anyone has claimed to the league, it's uh, Shibe over you, because um, that's what this—that's what really birthed this thing in the first place. If so, we want to talk technicalities, I was supposed to live there over a summer, but then Riley, the landlord of Romega, had a different uh, property I'll that he wanted me to live at. So I was still—I was a tenant of Riley. You Beard, couldn't which I think handle Romega. <laughs> you could, first of all, you couldn't, and second of all, Riley, <laughs> Riley saw a real low-class guy, <laughs> <laughs> and he said, "And Romega was a high-class place." And he said, "We can't have a guy like this." You know, living in here, this isn't a barn, you know. <laughs> <laughs> we got to have high-class people. And so he brought whoever else in he brought. But um, <clears throat> no no fault to Riley on that. Also, a former league member, did a tremendous job here. We miss yep. him greatly. You did great, Riley. Um, miss you. So in the Sin 6, we, we brought Ryan Rubin in. And Ryan Rubin is a guy who, when we left from a, we went to this other house, 808 Hudson Avenue. It was a place where... Um, we watched a lot of football, a lot. Three TVs at once. We had three TVs. We had the Flex, we had TV One, we had TV Two. And you guys remember it, right? There was TV One up in the front, it. little Flex on the right, yeah. and TV Two on the left. And we would get three games going at once every Sunday. We'd sit there, and um, <clears throat> it, Ryan was there all the time, and he'd watch every team, and we'd we'd, we'd click back and forth to his Browns every once in a while, keep him happy. But <laughs> <laughs> he loves the game. He loves fantasy football. He has the passion that matches the Sinister Six style, and he's a very, very sharp young man. He is going to crunch the numbers first. He fills Tom's shoes in that way uh, like no one else can. He's a very, very good numbers guy. We're, we're proud to have him on our side of the league. I couldn't think of a better guy to bring into this group other than Ryan Rubin, and I think he's going to have tremendous success this year. So that's how we came to that decision. Um, to close the show today, guys, we're so glad that you've, you've come back to to the uh, F&B podcast. This is going to be a great season. We have so much in store. Uh, the NFL has so much in store. We're very, very excited for the draft this upcoming week, and we will have a show for you coming up. But to end this show, we want to we want to end with a special little segment, as we always do every show, the MVP and D. But we're going to do the MVP and D of the offseason. That's a great idea, Blake. Based on personal life, based on um, achievement, based on progression, uh, who are the MVPs and Ds of this last season, of this last year, since uh, of the offseason, since the last season ended? Mitch, we'll start with you. Who are your bids for MVP and D offseason? There are an incredible amount of candidates, actually, because uh, Ryan and I were just talking last night about the – the wags situations, right? The the wives and girlfriends and fiancés. What? 
I, I'm just really curious to see where you're going to go with this. Oh, I'm no, I, this is all positive. I'm saying oh, okay. it's a, it was a big off season in the Wags category because um, Dalton got married, Blake. I guess I don't want to announce it for you. Uh, no, it's fine. You're fine. <laughs> I don't know if you wanted to let our if listeners know. If you say anything wrong, Football Wars will correct it. So. <laughs> right. Blake got engaged. Tyler Scheib is getting married. Ryan Rubin getting engaged. Logan Dries no, got engaged. This past Sorry, weekend. yes. yes. Okay. Now imagine if Ryan Rubin was getting engaged. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you <laughs> set that on here. Imagine that. That's the kind He's of thing. engaged like tomorrow. That's I don't a, know. Yeah. That is a low class Larson move right there. <laughs> Logan Dreesen had a child, birthed a child. James Shelley birthed wife. a child. Wives. Their wives did. No, I, th- I think they did, actually. Um, yeah, so incredible additions to the league by extension. Um, so I, I, There's a lot of heirs you, coming to I take these football pick. teams. You've made new, new, new moves in your life as well. I, I'm not going to bring those up, but you've done significant things with your life as well. Uh, I got a di- different job. Different job. Yep, I made a career move. Yep, New yep. place to live, things like that. Oh, yeah, and bought a house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so, yeah. but it's not about me. Um, If I were to make one candidate, if I were to submit one candidate for MVP of the offseason, got to be, gosh, this is really hard. Jane, uh, I'll just say because of uh, having multiple factors, James had a child and also made a career move. So, mm. I'll go Congratu- with James. That's congratulations to James. Mm-hmm. Congrats, James. So that's Mitch's. What's your MVD? Jeez, <laughs> I don't know. That's <laughs> hard. It's incredibly personal. Don't worry. This is very personal. <laughs> so this is what people are listening for. Ooh, ooh, MVD. Let me think through. He's looking at. You his know list. what? He's I'm gonna give. You're it filtering to, too much. Just go for it. I'm gonna give it to Drake. Whoa! Wow! Yeah, because Whoa. you know what? He left. Iowa City, and he left this incredible community of league members and friends. And for that, that is just an MVD move right there. For completely, so. for completely, just personal reasons. Yeah, <laughs> just a strong conviction, you know, yeah. from the Lord to huh. you know participate in the Great Commission. Don't he worry, gets MVD. don't worry, Drake. That's two th- MVD two right thirds there. of this podcast are proud of you. <laughs> wow, that. That's wild. I would say Drake is definitely a top three MVP for me, actually, Mitch, because of his, uh, Bold you know, decision. his heart out there. Uh, Logan Teagar, and also you didn't mention it, has had a great off season. Uh, I've never seen an athlete get so much better after high school, but Logan actually put together quite a nifty little adult league soccer team this past season, and he, you know, on the side has been playing some semi pro soccer in Cedar Rapids. He's fantastic, and so I would be remiss if he did not get a shout-out there. Uh, I'm going to go MVP, Dalton Storm. DZ Storm married the sweetest little thing, Alexis. Got an amazing deal on a house. Has made it look fantastically cool. Just got back from Cabo San Lucas Mm. yesterday, I believe. And I, for one, am so excited to go hang out with him tonight and tell him that I picked him to be my MVP and Mitch didn't. So congratulations to Dalton. My MVD, oh boy. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna have to bite the bullet on this and say it's me. And I I no, that sounds sounds like false humility. Yeah. I just I don't have That's a cop out. I, I've had like a I job change. Took, I at least took a shot at somebody's character. You gotta at least <sighs> take a shot at somebody's character. Uh, gosh dang it. Uh MVD Cam Cam moved to DeWitt. Come on. 
I love DeWitt. Cam oh. also Cam also did have a child there in the offseason. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so he deserves high praise. He got his dream job. All right, sorry, Cam. Yeah, I forgot to mention that. Also, yeah. I'm job. getting emotional over here thinking about all this like instant nostalgia wave that's hitting us. Pretty, pretty like, we're sitting at our end-of-the-year party, right, in yeah. April. April, yeah. mind you. We're very yeah. busy. We can only get it done in April. Yeah. And we're sitting around the pizza ranch table saying, what's new with you guys? I don't see you that much anymore. And everybody had just crazy things going on, yeah, man. Yeah, that's cool. Good things. But, man, life hits you hard even when fantasy football is such a big part of your life. And this year there's going to be a significant amount of distance that we've never had before never. Uh, with the league. So it'll be tough. It'll be a tough year for sure. Yep. So your MVP. Yeah. My MVP is Dalton. My MVD is myself yourself. because I just – I'm looking – no, that's not a slam on me. That is a huge praise to all my other friends and brothers in this league. Well, um, my MVP um, – is gonna go out to <laughs> my MVP is gonna go out to Shibe. This is why. Oh, of course, Sh- this is just classic. <laughs> this is typical. <laughs> You're always doing this. No, it's Shibe, the man getting married in a couple of weeks. He, you know, it's 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 a noble thing to watch a guy, you know, do do what he's done. He's he's dated. <laughs> He's gotten engaged. Now he's getting married. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man, that took some real guts. How did he build up the nerve to do that? And, uh, you know, I got to give it to him. And not only that, but Scheib is just, he's worked very hard out of Enterprise. You know, every single. As a mechanic, right? No. (laughs) No, he he got me a great deal on a rental car one time. Oh. Shibe, here's the thing about Shibe. We Day after day, he would get up very, very early, drive all the way out to Enterprise, work hour after hour, countless hours. He'd do it. He would also do it. In, he would. He would. He'd do it in the afternoon, too. He worked really hard. He stayed patient. In the afternoon? Oh, you mean he worked a full work day? Wow. No, 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 no. What a man. Oh, he worked longer hours. He worked longer hours than that. I'm telling you. He he, he was constantly uh, working. Good for him. All right, that's and, cool. And maintained his a, a wonderful relationship. Is getting married now. Moving to Madison, taking big steps in his life. Also, he's he's primed himself and prepared for this fantasy football season better than anyone else. I, there's an energy to him right now. I just saw him. I just saw him the other day. I just saw him the other day. He had a he he had a real skip in his step. Listen, he is looking good. He's looking really good. So I got to give him MVP for the for the offseason. MVD for the offseason is very simple for me. It's someone we've praised on the show tonight a lot. And I have nothing but praise for this person uh, outside of this topic. <laughs> Logan Dreesen, a great guy, a great guy. But you should have went to the Sinister Six. When, wow. they, when we asked you to be in the league, you should have looked at Ryan, Mitch, and these other guys who have coddled you into their <laughs> small little clique. And you should well, have. It's pretty much the same size as your size. <laughs> <laughs> anyways, anyways, you should have looked at them and said, you know, I'm looking at the league. I'm very, very interested in being in the league. It's obviously a great league. It's one of the best in the world. It is the best in the world. <laughs> Wait, he should have said all of that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Write this down, Logan. <laughs> he should have looked at you guys and said, the only problem I have is, and if I'm going to be honest, I need to be in the Sinister Six because I want to be on, I want to be on the right side of this league. I want to be on the right side of it. I want to be on the side with the passion. I want to be on the side with the winning. I want to be on the side with the power in order to make change and affect great things in this league and around the world. (laughs) 
<laughs> and to win fantasy football games and also to get a trucker hat. Man, um, there's a lot of factors. He, yeah, he Logan should have said all that. You're <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah. He, he just made a poor decision going to the OG6. But, Logan, I can't be too hard on you. You did give us Ryan Rubin, which is something that I will forever thank you for. But, um, Logan, I would have loved to have had you in the Sinister Six as well. I think you fit our mold very, very well. And as does Ryan Rubin, our mold, um, we have two high-quality guys. They fit right in the Sinister Six. But we're happy to see Logan and Lee regardless. But that's the reason why I'd have to give him the MVD. Yeah. But anyways, closing remarks, Mitch, and we'll be done here. Sure thing. So, uh, first of all, uh, I feel like I should point out that I crunched the numbers on the win percentage of the average win percentage of the remaining members of the OG6 and the Sinister uh, Six, meaning the numbers that sound like me. I can't even say the words. It's just without vomiting in my mouth. They – where'd you go? Um so OG six, I took the five players that are uh, were here last year for OG six, and five players that were in here last year for Sinister six. Crunched their win percentage, brought the average all out. time, all time win percentage. Yes, OG six win percentage. Mind you, all the OG six have played far more fantasy games than the Sinister six. Win percentage fifty point nine two percent, average win percentage. What about Sin? Sinister six. All of them have played fewer games, of course, than any OG six members. Average win percentage of 46.87%. So, the OG6, even though the Sinister Six do have the last three league champions, somehow, um, they do not win more on average. Uh, Thus, further proving the dominance and the prestigiousness of the OG6. Ryan? No one cares about what you just said, by the way. (laughs) Well said. My closing remark goes out to those who aforementioned, like that, use of that word great aforementioned who were saying that hey is the fmb league dying yeah is the fmb on the downhill like are they on their way out are they struggling i have some proof some tangible physical flesh and blood proof that we are only getting started how many sons did we birth this year alone mm-hmm. wow at least well Right, or daughters, but I'm, I'm talking specifically about the heirs. Sure. How many team dynasties received an heir this year? And how many more will we see next year, Lord willing? Right. Mitch? Yeah. Mitch and Blake? Lots. Are we, is I so have going to have an heir? Is Colfax guy going to have an heir? Because I'm telling you, this league is not just going to end anytime soon because of geography or because of a lack of momentum or drama. No, we have sons raising up to take our fantasy place and you can bet that this league will be around for hundreds more years hundreds potentially thousands um yeah any uh, haters on the league uh you're just absolutely wrong and the fact that you're even listening to this podcast further (laughs) obviously proves hey we're still here baby we don't need to go to a lake house to do our draft we don't need to have a big draft even though we have done that we have you done know, that. We don't you need guys, to. You guys, you guys go to Lake House guys. for your draft. Guess what our response is? Been there, done that. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, baby. Hey, That's right. It's been a good show. We are so excited to get back to you guys with the draft results um, and talk about the decisions made this coming Sunday, August 18th, at Ryan Hamby's basement. Um, belongs to him. And <laughs> it's going to be a great season. Thank you for listening. We hope to continue to entertain you throughout this year. And we'll be back with you very, 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 very shortly. Goodbye. OG6.
Yes, I did. So I packed it up and brought it back to the crib. Just a little something, show you how we live. Everybody want it, but it ain't that serious.